Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. Well, good morning, church, and welcome to the online service of Somerville Community Baptist Church. I'm Pastor David, your lead pastor here. I want to welcome you, especially those that have joined for the first time today. I like to preach on the subject of renewing of our mind. And my title for today is Live a a Kingdom Lifestyle. Live a Kingdom Lifestyle. I don't know about you, but I hate getting sick. In fact, a couple of days ago, you know, I got up with a severe headache and that, you know, late evening that kind of led me into really make my stomach and my feeling nauseous. So I ended up vomiting multiple times. And thanks to my wife, she immediately came and gave her loving and, you know, cares, you know, massaging my hands and throwing all different kind of pills in my mouth with water. So after receiving her loving care and then after taking enough of rest next morning, should I say next afternoon, I found myself a much better. But I'm sure that you agree that we all hate getting sick. We all hate the feeling when our nose start running. Oh, again. When our eyes start watering. It's the season for this. Oh, you know, uh, all this allergies and our throats start getting scratched and our minds start getting being fuzzy. We don't like that feeling, right? In other words, We hate the physical symptoms that are almost always connected with illness. How many of you can relate to that, including myself? One reason we hate getting sick is that we know the physical symptoms that we are experiencing are an evidence of a dysfunction in our body. In other words, being sick means something is wrong inside us. Virus or bacteria or, you know, a different kind of germ has penetrated the defenses of our immune system. As a result, it's been causing adverse physical reaction in our body. These reactions can range from mildly annoying to life-threatening. I believe the same is true when it comes to spiritual health. People often ask, what's wrong with the world today? Many people are seeking self-help books, getting counseling because of anxiety, depression, drug abuse, addiction, and multitude of personal problems. They see the rapid deterioration of the American family. They see the spiritual decline of our nation. And then also the marginalization of the church and the society. They see the cities and communities being wrecked by crime, violence, racism, and division and greed. I believe without a doubt, there is something that is wrong with the world that we are living today. But I believe the deterioration of our society is not a core problem, nor any crime, division, racism, the, you know, those greeds are the core problems. Rather, just as physical disease manifests itself in physically and in physical symptoms, 
the dysfunction which is evident, which is so clear in us as individuals, as families, as a church, as a nation, is merely the symptom of deeper problem. What is the deeper or the core problem? That is our spiritual illness. That is our spiritual sickness. In other words, our society is suffering from the consequences of all of our spiritual sicknesses. We are in the throes of a spiritual sickness that has been building for decades and decades, which we're experiencing consequences. That is to destroy us, even kill us, relationship, our identity, and our purpose of our life. How many of you agree that we are really experiencing spiritual sickness? And that is the core and the center of that is everything happening in our community. I believe if you want to really resolve any issues, any, any community issues, any issues that relate to even social, uh, political, and all the other, the, the heart of all those problems are all spirit. Spiritual sickness, spiritual illness that has to be treated and that has to be, you know, the healed well. So my question for you and me is this, what must we do to reverse the spiritual sickness, which is causing this downward spiral in our life? What must we do to prevent or the cure to treat, to restore from this spiritual sickness. I believe that one of the answers that we can practice our life is this, to return to live a kingdom lifestyle. Going our heart back to the kingdom lifestyle. Focus our life, focus our, you know, put our perspective not on the things that is happening around us, but it's higher than that on God, on spirit. Today's passage is taken from two different places. The first one is Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, which says, To set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Set in your minds things above, not on earthly things. The second passage is taken from Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which I also quoted uh, during last Sunday, which says this, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of your mind, and that by testing it, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable and perfect for this is the will of the lord you know one of the most popular new year's resolution that a lot of us a lot of people have every single year is to change a certain habit right so that we or they can change their life and there is some truth to that though you can change your life by making subtle and minor changes in your habit. But I would assure you, if you want to have everlasting and true change that will impact the eternity of your life, that only comes from our God. And according to today's message, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 in today's passage, it comes only from the renewal of 
of your mind in Christ Jesus. What does that mean in the renewal of your mind? I believe the re means it's keep repeating, right? The great example is work, you know, work out. When you go to the gym and work out for the first time, what happens? Oh my goodness, your muscles are all being sores, right? You don't want to go. The pain is almost unbearable. But if you bear and be, be, just be persuaded and then keep on going to the gym and working out, redoing and redoing and redoing without even you noticing it, you will have less pain on your muscle and you will see this kind of buildup, kind of bulk up of your part of your muscle. And that is how this renewing the word really physically depicts, okay? It's not just renewing once of your life. It has to be done on day to day, every single life, every single moment of your life, the way that you are doing work out. Sometimes it takes, you know, some pains that comes along. Sometimes just you have to be patient because it doesn't look like it's been renewing. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. The why is it so important to renewing of your mind? And here's the reason why. I believe that God is far more concerned in changing your mind than changing your circumstances. Amen. A lot of times if we're praying, oh, Lord, change this, fix this, fix these circumstances. We've been praying so long and we never seems to hear God's answer and God's, you know, saying, I believe that one of the reasons is God care less about your changing of your circumstances. God care more about changing of your mind. If you ever experienced that, you ask for something changing and fix your circumstances. You never seem to listen. You never seem to receive any answers from God. How about changing your prayer? Amen? Changing your prayer. And then to pray that God will change or renew of your mind. And I'm sure God will surely please and gladly answer to that prayers. Okay? See that God is more concerned and more interested and more excited is in, in changing of your mind. A lot of times, as I said, we go to God and we ask God to change our circumstances, but in fact, God is far more concerned than what is going on inside of us than what is going on outside of us. And the reason is that true change, life-transforming change comes from inside by keep working on your thoughts and your mind that change that true change comes from the way that we think it comes from the way we perceive and it comes from the way that we have the renewal of our mind so what i want to do for the rest of my sermon is to give you to give me as well, to remind myself as well, two choices that we have to make every single day to transform our minds so that we can have transformed life, which is having the life of the kingdom lifestyle, okay? So what are the choices that we have to make and constantly in our every days of our life? The first choice they have to make constantly is this. We must feed our mind with truth. Okay? We must feed our mind with truth. Feeding our body with the right type of food or right type of ingredient is what? Really strengthen our body. Isn't that true? 
But on the other hand, if you begin to eat a lot of junk food, a lot of high-calorie food, or a lot of sugary food, what happens? Then your body becomes slow, and your body becomes lethargic. I believe in the same way. In order for us to have renewed mind, strong mind, the mind that has power to transform your life, it begins with feeding our mind with the truth that is the word of God. When you read the word of God daily, in other words, when you're being fed this truth from the word of God daily, what happens to your mind is that it slowly begins to be filled with the truth that comes from the word of God. So all lies, all deception that the enemy is trying to attack you with is now being cast away. Why? Because you have now what is called the discernment. Now you know this is right, this is wrong. This is lie, this is truth. This is a deception or this is uh, the one comes from genuine heart. The great example is actually taken from the book of Genesis chapter 3. Okay? I believe the reason Adam and Eve disobeyed God by having this fruit that comes from the tree of knowledge of evil and good. It's not because the enemy, the Satan, serpent, forced his will upon them. But what happened? As you know, Adam and Eve were deceived by this enemy implanted lies, by this enemy implanted deception in their mind. Because of the lie, because of the deception, they disobeyed God. You see that? The way that our enemy, our Satan, try to let you down is not to give you this worst possible circumstances. It's not give you just crazy accident or anything. Because I've seen, I've witnessed a lot of people who are born perhaps the worst possible circumstances without arms, without leg or the, the being paralyzed from neck to bottom, I've seen them really be used as extending the kingdom of God. They've been preaching the gospel all over the world and throughout the world. So the Satan doesn't like that. Instead, his tactic or his strategy to let you down is by putting little, little taste of lie or a little taste of deception. And it is your responsibility and my responsibility to discern what is right, what is wrong, as we are to be fed by the truth that comes from the word of God. For example, I'm sure there'll be days that the enemy, Satan, will try to deceive you and say you that you are not good enough. But the truth that comes from the word of God says, no, I'm pleased with you. You are my beloved son and daughter. There are times when enemy Satan is going to try to attack you by saying that you're not worthy of love. Look at your family. Look at where you were born and grew up. But the truth that comes from the word of God says, no, no, I have loved you with my everlasting love from the very beginning to the end. I even gave up my own son because of my love that is for you. You see that? We have to be fed with the truth that comes from the word of God. If we do that, we will have what is called a discernment. As we continue on doing this and over and over and over again, that is how you are to renew your mind with the truth, with the word of God. 
The second choice you have to make if you want to live a life of transformation or the life of a kingdom lifestyle is this. You have to focus on what is important to God. Not to yourself, but to God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says this. To set your mind on things above, that is kingdom of God, and not on earthly things. Not what you can see. You have to choose to make this every day that you have to focus on what is important to God. You know, when you put your focus or shift your focus off of the, what is happening of your life and relieve on the, 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 what is important to God, you'll find yourself, your perspective shifted. And your mind is going to be the mind of our God. In other words, well, you'll be able to have this 3,000 verse out of verse out of our God. One of the examples, I'm sure that I shared this with you a while ago, was this um, youth student. He was only 14. Um, when he found out uh, he was diagnosed of uh, leukemia. And... His youth pastor actually encouraged him to deliver his testimony about death, about eternal life. And I'm not going to read all what he said, but I'm just going to give you the little blurb or the paraphrase of what he said, which the, the portion really touched my, my mind. I said this. I'm just going to paraphrase it. You know, I'll be dying. Doctor said I only have three or four months left if I'm lucky. But I'm not afraid of dying. I know this world, this world is not the word that God has given for me eternally. I've got the kingdom of God. So I'm excited because I'm ready to go to the kingdom of God. I'm not saddened to myself. I feel not sad for myself because I know I'm ready to go to eternal life. But you know what? My concern and my sadness is actually towards you who think that your life lasts forever who think that death is not the word that is going to come into your life. And he was just crying and just, you know, twitching, like almost pleading to it's all you students to receive Jesus Christ as your own Savior. Make sure to live your life day to day, day to day, you know, very valuable, the day that God has given you as a present to use their life to extend the kingdom of God. Be ready to, for the kingdom of God that is heaven. It was just perching there. Can you imagine that? Let's say if you and I put in his shoes, you only have three, four months left. You're dying of leukemia. I don't think I'll be able to do that. But when he really focuses on his life, his perspective on what is important to heaven, what is important to God, then... What is important to him? He, he was able to start taking his perspective. Eyes off of this suffering, leukemia, deadly disease. He was able to shift his focus upon the kingdom of God. Where there is no more sorrow, no more death. There will be the feast and 24-7. And God will come to him and wipe all his tears with his arm personally. That's the place. He knew that he is going. Make a long story short, and God grant him 
couple more months. So he lived about six more months after he delivered his own testimony or gospel. Think about that. You know, our life and our society and our relationship, our whole nation is really sick. The root of that sickness, that illness, is spirituality. Make sure to renew your heart. Make sure to be fed with the truth that comes from the word of God. Make sure you always focus on what is important to the kingdom of God, to God. When you do that, I believe you and I should be able to have the same power, same courage, same perspective. That's a little youth boy whose name is Michael Clayton. Not even afraid of death. I really hope that you and I will be able to go on this journey of our spirit to that point. I'm not being afraid. I'm dying. Hey, my die is gain. My life, my life is for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, like Apostle Paul said. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for your encouraging practical word of God today. For us to be able to renew our mind and our heart, to live a kingdom lifestyle Lord, help us to be fed with the truth that comes from the word of God. Help us always put our eyes and our spiritual perspective and focus on what is important to you and the kingdom of God. We pray for all in our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior's name. Amen.